Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about what to do if you have a difficult administrator or perhaps difficult coworkers or other adults that you're working with at your school. This can be an incredibly challenging situation. And I can tell you, I was so blessed in my teaching experience to have an incredibly supportive administrative team and amazing coworkers. But so many of you do not have that experience. And it can be tough to know what on earth to do. So today we're going to examine particularly from the Bible, how should we respond? And then also some practical um, how-tos as well. So first of all, when you have an, a difficult administrator or difficult coworkers, whatever it is, first thing is to take your burden to God and leave it there. Now, here's the thing. Too often we take our burdens to God And we tell them all about them. But then as soon as we get up from our knees, we pick that burden right back up. But when we do that, we are missing the whole point. God wants us to give him our burdens and then leave them there. And what that means is that we are choosing to trust him with everything involving that difficult person. The decisions they make, um, how we're going to implement the things coming down the pipe, Uh, what they think of us, even how much time that they waste and how much it annoys us. So we have to, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to stop, press pause right now and pray. Give that burden to God and determine to leave it at his feet, placing him in charge of the situation and determining to simply follow wherever he leads. And the verse 1 Peter 5, 7, I hope will be an encouragement to you. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So number one, take your burden to God and leave it there. Number two, stop worrying about what they think of you. Now, we all want to be respected. That is natural. And we all want our administrators in particular to think that we're doing a good job to give us good evaluations. But the stress of worrying about being liked is not going to do any good. Not to your students, not to your school, and least of all, to you. So we need to remember that we are working for God, not for man. A few verses to help us with that are Colossians 3.23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And Galatians 1.10. Do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So we have to keep this truth in mind and realize that when we worry about what administrators, coworkers, these people think of us, more often than not, it's really just our pride rearing its ugly head and worrying about making sure that we look good. Now, I know admins have a lot of power and you may be concerned about your raise or your evaluation or even whether or not you're going to be rehired next year. But remember that God is the one who is ultimately in control. 
not your administrator. If anything, quote unquote, bad happens to you from them, it's part of God's plan. And you can trust this and rest in his promises and know that nothing happens without him being in control. So determine to let go and stop worrying about what they think of you. And you'll be amazed at the burden that rolls off your back. So number one, take your burden to God and leave it there. Number two, um, stop worrying about what they think. Number three, let go of what you think you deserve. Now, this one is hard because the world is constantly telling us that we deserve to be treated well and that life should be pleasant and as carefree as possible. But the Bible paints quite a different picture. God says that our lives are meant for His glory, not our own pleasure. He never promised life would be easy, but He always promises to be our strength, our guide, our rock, and our rest. He promises that everything he allows in our lives is for a reason and that he will work all of it together for good if we let him. You know Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. These verses can be a true lifeline for us. They are not just a pat answer. They are real promises of God that he is using tough situations to make us more like him. You know, too often we focus on how unfair the situation is instead of leaning into God and learning the lessons that he wants to teach us through that difficult situation. So, If you have a critical or a micromanaging or an unreasonable boss or coworker or whatever it is, God can use them to refine our character, to teach us his truths, and to bring us closer to him. But he can only do this when we stop complaining about how awful it is and surrender the whole situation to his care. So that was number three, let go of what you think you deserve. Number four, choose to give grace and the benefit of the doubt. We are often so sure that our administrator has made the wrong decision or acted inappropriately. And maybe they have, but it's also possible that we don't know all the details. You know how hard your day can be and how you as a teacher can sometimes unintentionally snap at that poor student who just happened to be the one who asked you the same question you just answered 18 times. Well, sometimes our admins have those moments too. Now, this isn't an excuse, but if we keep this in mind, it can help us choose to give grace. We can choose to remember how difficult their job must be and keep in mind that they're probably dealing with some pretty tough situations that we know nothing about. You know, the same thing's true for policies. Sometimes administrators do make bad policies, but sometimes there are other considerations and factors that we simply aren't aware of. And a policy that may seem bad from our end might not be as bad as we think because we simply don't have all the facts. So bottom line, the more we choose to give grace and the benefit of the doubt, the more we release ourselves from the burden of judging them and their decisions. And that, I will tell you, is good for everyone. A verse that might encourage you along in this, uh, these verses that I've been meditating on 
so much this summer, and I found them so helpful. Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Therefore, as the chosen of God, holy and dearly loved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if you have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. And above all things, put on loved, which binds us together in perfect unity. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are called in one body, and be thankful. Those were Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Take those verses, write them down, and remember them. Meditate on them. They will change how you think and how you respond. By the way, the notes for this and all these Bible verses I'm mentioning are available in the blog post that goes with this podcast at teachfortheheart.com slash difficult. Teachfortheheart.com slash difficult. Number five, look for creative ways to deal with difficult demands. So now we're getting a little bit into a practical aspect. When an administrator places a requirement on us that we find either difficult or unreasonable, we have a choice. We can get upset and frustrated and grumble our way through it, or we can come up with a creative solution that makes it work. So try asking yourself this. How can I meet this requirement in a way that fits into my current system? doesn't take too much time, and actually benefits the students. Now, you might not think that that's possible, but chances are there is a solution. But you have to start by asking the question. I'll give an example from my own personal life. So when I taught math, I used to take off points when students didn't show their work, when they didn't use graph paper for graphing, things like that. But one day my administrator called me in and said this was not okay, it was not with the school policy, and I couldn't take off points for this anymore. Now, I will say my administrator was wonderful and I had great trust in him, so that did help my attitude. But I was still quite frustrated because... I was worried that if I didn't take off points, my students' work would digress into a pit of horribleness. I mean, I, I'd gone that route before. I didn't used to take off points, and it was it was kind of a disaster. But instead of getting upset, well, or maybe more realistically, after I got upset and then stopped and put on my rational mind, I asked myself, okay, what could I do instead that would meet this requirement that my administrator asked me to do, but would still solve the problem in my classroom? And what I came up up with actually ended up working better than my original plan. So I decided to go ahead and give the full credit, but I would require them to redo it the proper way. So if they didn't do it on graph paper, I'd give them the credit, but they had to then do it on graph paper. And presto, the problem was solved. And actually, it ended up working way better than what I had in the first place. So this is just one example, but the point is that there's often a way to make requirements work. So look for that creative solution. Talk to other teachers at your school and ask how they are doing it. And keep thinking and praying until you find a way to make it work. Number six, focus on doing the best job you can for your students. So when a bad conversation has you in a tizzy, take a breath and remember that you are here for your students. Think about them, do your best for them, and choose to focus on the things you can control to do the best job you can for them. So choosing to focus on them and doing the best with what you have 
It's a powerful mindset shift. Number seven, find others who will support you. So if you're in a situation where you're not getting the help and support you need, you need to find that somewhere else. So maybe it's a different teacher at your school, maybe it's a different administrator, or it could be those that someone from your church, uh, too often we overlook the church as an incredible support. Uh, There might be teachers at your church that teach at other schools that you can still get together with and bounce ideas off of. Do not overlook that option. We also have an online group. We have a Facebook group that you can join at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook, or we'll link to it in the article, teachfortheheart.com slash difficult. And that's a great place to, in particular, kind of crowdsource ideas. If you need an idea, um, that's a great place to go to for help and support. So number seven, find others who will support you. Number eight, think win-win. Now, inevitably, there will be times when you have to have a conversation with this administrator and that you're having trouble with. So when you do that, you always want to approach it from a win-win perspective. This means starting from the realization that you have the same goal and you are on the same team even when it doesn't feel like it. So often when you have a frustrating administrator, you'll start to see the situation as you versus them. But that doesn't help anything. So you have to choose to remember that you both want what's best for the students, even if you often disagree about how to get there. So start your conversation with this in mind. And don't be afraid to say something like, I know we both want what's best for the kids, but I'm having trouble understanding this policy. Do you mind explaining why? And then... This brings us to point number nine. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Sometimes we can go into a meeting and we just want to spout off all of our pent up thoughts and frustrations, but that may or may not go over so well. So instead, if we start our conversation by genuinely trying to understand their point of view, going to be amazing how differently the conversation goes. So honestly, try to understand where they're coming from, what they're asking of you, ask questions, and genuinely listen to their responses. You'll often discover that there's been maybe some type of misunderstanding or you didn't really understand why they were doing what they do, but now their explanation adds a different flavor. Um, Or maybe you didn't even, you know, what you thought they meant wasn't actually what they meant. But either way, you're going to gain valuable understanding that will allow you to then present your viewpoint in a way that's relevant to them and more likely to resonate with them. So like I said, you might find there's been a misunderstanding that's then cleared up. But if not, if you're still kind of far apart in what you think is best and what they think is best, if you understand what they're, where they're coming from and the goals that they're trying to accomplish in, in this situation, then when it comes time for you to present your perspective, you can do it. You can actually speak to what they're trying to do um, and their goals rather than kind of coming in from left field and not it won't be as relevant to them. So try to seek first to understand then to be understood. I think you'll be amazed at how differently the conversation flows and the progress that can be made. Finally, number 10, continue to pray and trust God no matter 
what. So whatever happens, determine to pray for your administrator or your coworker or your colleague or parent. And not that they'll get fired, but pray that God will work in their lives and give them wisdom. As you pray, leave your burdens with Christ. Determine to surrender to his plan and trust him no matter what. We may not understand why he is allowing this, you know, how this could possibly be a part of his plan, but we can absolutely rest in his arms, knowing that he indeed is in control, that he loves us, and that he will use even this for his purposes. I love Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you that you are in control, that nothing happens that is out of your plan. I pray for each teacher listening right now, and in particular, those who are struggling with a difficult uh, administrator or colleague, coworker, parent, whatever it is, I pray that you will give them so much grace. I pray that you will help them to trust in you. I pray you'll give them wisdom to know what to say and when to not say anything. I pray that you will give them patience. I pray that you will give them guidance to know how to implement policies that they're struggling with. And I pray that you will redeem these relationships, that you will work in incredible ways, and that they'll be able to look back on this time and say, wow, I really learned a lot. Uh, God really used it in my life. Thank you that you take difficult things and redeem them and use them for your purposes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I pray that this conversation has been helpful for you. I'd love to continue the conversation over on the blog post at teachfortheheart.com slash difficult or in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. If you are listening to this right now on the blog, I also encourage you to subscribe to the Teach for the Heart podcast, either in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. When you do that, you automatically get all of our new episodes, which includes not just these main episodes, but also our quick thought episodes, which are just three to five minute podcast episodes that come out once or twice a week, and they only go to our subscribers. I've really been enjoying these, and I don't want you to miss them. So subscribe. Um, You can find us in Apple Podcasts or your favorite uh, podcast app, or go to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. Well, thank you guys so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.